and welcome to the White Star Temple podcast. I'm Soltek, speaking to you from Australia, and this is episode 45. Hello and thanks for joining me. I do have some temple news to share. I know in this particular podcast... For quite a few years now, I've been floating the idea of starting an online live temple meditation group. And in recent months, I've finally done it. The first group is an Australian-only group, simply because of the time zone convenience. But in the coming weeks, I'm also going to be starting an international online temple meditation group as well. So I'm quite excited. I'm using the Zoom professional streaming platform and the meditations are twice a month. My temple groups are generally not a drop-in style meditation, mainly because the more that you journey into the temple, the greater the experience becomes. Because of this continuity, a journey can take place for you. I'm also interested in the connections that can form, and I always encourage a sense of community. I do like to keep my meditation groups relatively small, so that this journey becomes a more intimate one, and the sense of community that I mention has an opportunity to form. So if you are anywhere in Australia and you wish to be part of something that's so far proving to be quite a lovely and powerful and potentially transformative experience over time, then I'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch via my email, which is melchizedekuniversity at gmail.com. And Melchizedek is spelled M-E-L-C-H-I-Z-E-D. EK. For my international listeners, if you would like to express your interest in the international group I'll be shortly starting, please email me as well, and I can let you know when it officially begins. And I'm really looking forward to to that one because uh, so far, most of my experience with groups has been, obviously, in Australia and not international. But I do know that there's quite a number of you around the world. You get in touch with me and let me know that uh, you're really enjoying these energies and messages from the Ascended Masters. This is your opportunity to experience it in in a, a live situation, to interact at least briefly with each other and, of course, also with myself. I do offer, in addition to the live meditation, for those people who attend or for people who aren't in a position to attend, an opportunity to also gain access to the recording of the meditation, of the live meditation. And this recording isn't just the the Zoom platform's own recording, which isn't a wonderful quality, but rather I record in parallel uh, my own copy of the meditation using you know, quite, quite sophisticated equipment. So it's the best 
recording that I can manage to produce in the cleanest recording, and I'm making that available as well. So again, please get in touch if you would wish to join an Australian online group or an international online temple group. I would really love to hear from you and to connect in this uh, far more tangible way. So thank you in advance for your consideration. So next I'm going to share with you just some of the feedback I've received so far from the online meditation group experience. Yeah, it was oh, just amazing. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. The energy of it was really beautiful. And I think I'll order the, the uh, recording so that I can listen to it again because it was really beautiful and special. Um, I enjoy, I think, the temple energy. The moment you start, the energy is very pure. Yeah, it was really beautiful. I went quite deep and drifted off into my own world. But I really enjoyed what I heard and it was really blissful. A really, really nice, gentle. It felt, felt quite nurturing as well. Okay, it's time for the podcast feedback. We're going to hear from Jackie, who says, Hello, Saltic. I am following and listening to your Podbean meditations. They are wonderful. I was in an emotionally challenging life when I found your guided meditations. I started listening every day, sometimes a few times a day. It seemed that I would get out of the meditations what I needed at that time. They and you helped me find myself again. Some of the meditations I know almost by heart and have shared them with some mates that I thought would benefit from them, and they have. I want to say thank you. Your love, time and voice has saved me many times from what I thought I would never overcome. Very kind regards, Jackie. Well, thank you, Jackie. I appreciate that you've taken the time to get in touch. And Jackie was referring to guided meditations. And that's something that I haven't channeled for quite a long time. The Ascended Masters, before the temple existed, gave a whole series of really lovely guided meditations, some of which were beautifully simple and impactful, others which were more involved and quite a journey. But they were all unique and special. I think there ended up being about 20 or so of them. I used to make these freely available, in another podcast that doesn't exist anymore. But you can go to my website and find probably about five or six of these guided visualizations uh, to freely download. So go to whitestartemple.com and navigate to the audio section. There is a lot of value in these guided visualizations and it got me thinking that I could make them available again if there were enough people interested. And you can get in touch with me on social media. You can go to Facebook, uh, get in touch via my Soltech channel personal page, or you can request to join my White Star Temple page. I'm on Instagram as Soltech Channel and Twitter as White Star Temple. I'd love to hear from you. Well, in my 
weekly temple meditation group. One of the participants, Penny, brought along a crystal bowl that she had just bought as part of a collection of crystal bowls. And she very kindly played this bowl before we entered into a meditation. And I love crystal bowls. In fact, both of my sisters used to have beautiful sets. Plus, over the years in the temple, various people have occasionally brought along either crystal or Tibetan bowls. It's such a lovely experience and sound to be bathed in energetically. So Penny played her bowl just before we went into meditation and Kuan Yin came through and gave a, a very beautiful message afterwards. And towards the end of that message, she touched upon the crystal bowl that was just played. I'd like to share what she had to say. So here we go. This is from Kuan Yin. It is well that you bring a crystal tone, for sound is astonishing, existing in all realms. In greater spirit, sound is not simply sound. This you understand. The instrument in the form of a crystal bowl is very self-aware, for everything has consciousness. It is scaled to match its purpose, but the sentience is apparent. Make it your dear friend and the other bowls, for they are family, never doubt this. They have their self-expression, and part of their innate gratitude is to enjoy being in form such as this, as they co-express with you. That is an important understanding, and though it seems that you express through these crystal bowls, it is mutual, and they express through you, for you gift to them their tone, for without you they are silent. Everything is symbiotic, absolutely everything. You know this family of bowls and crystal form. You know them and understand them, for they are also in spirit just as you. It is not always harmony, that is to say. Sometimes the sounds can be unusual. As with all sound within creation, there is a colour to it and a myriad of things that can't be described by human language. Humans literally paint with sound and do not realise it. But when you have the eyes to see, and when this family of crystal bowls is co-expressing with you, then everything becomes bathed in their colour, their hue, hues beyond the physical spectrum, a very pure harmonic filled with grace, and the dancing spirit within them. Crystal bowls are lovely for self and others. The masters have a very lovely and descriptive way of expressing their messages and getting their point across. I like the idea that there is this mutual expression between the person that is playing the crystal bowls and the sentience, the consciousness of the crystal itself. I love that phrase where she says, you give to them their tone. Without you, they are silent. And that's so true. And I hadn't thought of that before. Well, if you've got a crystal bowl, then I'd love to hear from you about your experience. Because I imagine that everyone's connection to their crystal bowl, or simply to their crystal, is unique. There is, of course, a long tradition in using crystals in a spiritual or meditative context. 
The White Star Temple has its own crystal too. Years ago, when a group of us were given the spiritual project of bringing through particular star languages, we were guided to go out and choose and buy a particular crystal, which we did. And this is going back, gosh, 20 or more years ago now. I had the blessing that once we completed that particular project and dispersed, I was able to keep that particular crystal, which then became the temple crystal. And it's journeyed with me through two decades of meditation and channeling. People remark on it because it is quite unusual. It has two very distinct segments. It has a very large male vertical clear quartz point, which is almost a foot long or nearly 30 centimetres. And it's growing out of a horizontal female opaque crystal bed or base, which is just as long. And beautifully they combine both the masculine and feminine energies. Only once I think I have ever had the pleasure of channeling that particular crystal, which surprised me at the time. This is going back to the early days of the temple. So I'd like to share with you a transcript of that particular audio recording. It's only very brief. And what struck me from the consciousness or sentience of this particular crystal, the temple crystal, is its sense of humility, its humbleness and gratitude. So here we go. This is the crystal in its own words. Greetings, dearest ones. I have not come before in this manner, but I am with you each time that you gather. I may not be defined as an ascended one or one whom takes form that you would recognize. I sit humbly with you, I generate much energy. I bring my consciousness to your gathering, to your temple. And I feel as though I know each and every one of you. For I am the crystal of your temple. I hold physical form. The one whom is placed in this room, that is I. I have journeyed with you, not only in the physicality of this gathering place, but of course I do have multidimensional consciousness. I too have a heartbeat, so to speak. I am conscious. I experience. I journey with you through your temple, and I am so grateful and humbled, for you give my existence here purpose, an avenue within which to do what was intended for my pathway. I do not aspire to understand or know more than you, for how my consciousness moves through the space and time of your third dimension, differs. I speak from a higher consciousness of myself this day. Much do I amplify, much do I keep in equilibrium, helping to sustain the energies of your room. And when you deepen, when you breathe, I do also, within the uniqueness of me. Thank you for this opportunity, and thank you to this channel. That is all. So that was a fantastic message. I've always kept it and remembered it. I haven't heard from the Temple Crystal since, but of course it shares my daily life. And every single time I channel at home, the crystal is usually there.
Sydney sister, uh, whose channeling name is actually Toltec. I recorded her some years ago speaking about crystals, and I found one of those original audio files, and it's perfect to share with you today. She speaks briefly and simply on the topic of Atlantean crystals, so I hope you enjoy. So often uh, crystals are associated with the Atlantean and Lemurian times. Can you tell us a a little bit about that? Yes, well I can talk particularly about the Atlantean times. Crystals were used as a major source of energy, much as we use, for example, electricity today to power our way of life. Crystals also were used as part of the technology in Atlantis within their computers, if we should call them such. We still use crystals or silica in our computers today. Crystals were also used, of course, for healing in Atlantis. They could be used much as we use laser today to work on the physical body, or they could be used to transform energies within the auric field to bring about balance. Okay, and do those crystals uh, still exist today? And if they do, how do you know if you have a crystal that is from the Atlantean times, from Atlantis? Indeed, most crystals available to humanity at this time are from Atlantis, from the time that crystals first began to appear in so-called New Age shops in the early to mid-80s. Crystals were, at that time, still are largely from Atlantis. They had just been given back to humanity. They have been withheld for some time because of their misuse in the past, but now are available to us once more. Sometimes it's easy to recognise an Atlantean crystal, particularly one that has been used as a laser wand or a surgical tool. There are often indentations in the crystal where one's thumb fits neatly, as they were used for this purpose in the past. Well, I hope you enjoyed that extract from my sister. Well, you know, it occurred to me when recording this episode that not everyone has necessarily heard a crystal bowl or even a Tibetan bowl, which is uh, metallic. A crystal bowl has a distinct sound, resonance and energy. So I went in search uh, in my audio archive to see if I've recorded anybody who played a crystal bowl during my group. And sure enough, I came across a recording. I can't say that it's recorded particularly well, but it does give you a little indication of how the crystal bowls can sound. And hopefully when you listen to it, the energies might come through as well. Well, finally, I'm going to share with you, of course, a free ascended master meditation. And in keeping with today's crystal theme, I've decided to include a recent discourse that came through a mentoring session, a message 
which was all to do with crystals, which is something that the masters or angels don't often talk about. So it was wonderful that it was brought through. And I find it quite an interesting message as well. It's from Michael, and not very long, perhaps 10 minutes. But it is filled with quite unique metaphysical information. Well, at least seems quite unique to me. As always, I encourage you to listen to the recording while in a meditative state of mind. And in that way, you'll be able to sense, feel and access the energies more fully. Thanks for joining me this time around. And please do get in touch if you'd like to be part of my new online meditation groups. I'm Soltek. All the best and bye for now. Greetings, dearest child of the light. It is I, Michael, whom journeys to you. I am not that which is archangelic, but I am of your world in a time not as this. Journeying to you once more from higher awareness as you elevate your perceptions, returning to the vastness of your spirit. And I see you, I know you, and we are everlasting, and that forms our bliss. I wish to touch briefly upon the beautiful form and consciousness and sentience of the crystalline kingdom. For their relationship to light is in fact a unique one. And the biological light spoken of is quite different, yet interfaces seamlessly with the biological light of forms that are organic. It being not organic, its light differs in this regard, but draws from the same substance, so to speak as we all draw upon, in order to sustain and to project physical form, yet also to perceive physical form. The communication possible with the crystalline kingdom is immense as well you understand. And healers and spiritual aspirants, and even certain civilizations that you are aware of, have drawn upon the crystalline properties. The modern age is inclusive of this, as crystals are found 
everywhere within your technology. But the light properties are essential to the maintenance of your world, which is my world. That is why the crystalline kingdom proliferates. And though it is not organic, it is biological. And the communication made possible within the inner light field is extraordinary. And there is much that passes between clusters, naturally found clusters of the crystalline kingdom. That is instantaneous. That supports and monitors, for want of a better word, the light grid of your planet and its biosphere. When humans bring these to the surface, occasionally this severs, though that is a harsh word. The light link. But as with the way of light, it quickly relocates itself. But humanity does tamper with the natural formations that have their pattern that humans do not see. The pattern the clusters the crystalline kingdom create about the globe. Water, you understand, is a great conductor. It is also a great conductor of light and energy. And in a literal sense, electricity. And there are many deposits of crystals within the deep, dark oceans that are not known. They work with the waters and help with their purity and form as an interface, do you see? And though this is fascinating to the human mind, there is purpose to why I speak of these things this day, and that I come in the manner that I do. For you wish to expose those whom you shall work with to certain mysteries and miracles of life, so named because humans do not understand them fully. But of themselves they are not mysterious or miraculous. Everything of spirit and the seamless light that forms your dimension and every other is expectedly perfect, is anticipated to be incredible. Such is the mind of God. It is innate within the spirit of ourselves. It is our environment, so to speak. Light, the perceivable form of love, divine love. Just as fish swim in the oceans, we exist 
perpetually within the light. This you understand. And the physical realm does not differ from this. It is light fashioned into a particular perception of reality. It is the life force drawn from the light that gives rise to perception of organic matter and the elements. It is incredible. And the beauty is open-ended in this regard. The sentience likewise. Crystalline Kingdom is known for its great capacity of amplitude. It amplifies things, amplifies energies, amplifies the intention of energies, which many healers bring to the idea of crystals as healing. But healing is not the primary focus of the crystalline kingdom. It is to sustain a light matrix, to use a human word, and to monitor it with its sentience. They are a form of living calibration. They are very, very wise. They are also a repository where light and its properties can be stored deep into the element structure of the crystal, such as has been found by your scientists in its use in technology. And soon humanity will indeed have quantum computing and other technologies that extend from this. And crystals will be part of this. Well, there is another to follow, so I will depart. And I am Michael.